0: Welcome back to Compton Family Ice Arena on the campus of Notre Dame in South Bend where the score after two is Notre Dame 2, Merrimack nothing. Mike McNick, John Leahy with you. And joining us and actually taking a look at the uh, the new copy of John Leahy's book, Breakaway Wisdom, is the commissioner of uh, Hockey East, and it is Joe Britannia. Joe, funny you get to come all the way out to Notre Dame for us to get a chance to talk to you. I know,
1: I know. It's not a bad place to spend some time on a Friday night at pretty nice facility
0: drop the puck out there uh, for the, the, the ceremonial drop of the puck first face off and um you know, the addition of Notre Dame to the league, I mean, I don't know that anything new can be said about it that hasn't already been said, but just wondering, you know, what do you see long-term in terms of uh, the addition of a school like Notre Dame to the league? Does it possibly, for instance, uh, bring, you know, in, in the future, if the league may expand beyond 12 teams. UConn comes in next year. If they were to expand beyond 12 teams, does it raise the profile of some of the schools you may be looking at? You know,
1: at you know, one time I thought you'd, you'd never... Think to go beyond 12. I don't think anybody's done it. But you know, you've probably heard some of the same conversations I've had about kind of an unhappiness with the schedule. That there's so many non-league games, and how you know people are predicting six-way ties and five-way ties, which we've almost had in the last couple of years because you have so few games and margin of error. So you know, it may it may lead to some coaches saying, "Why not larger conference and divisional play and cross divisional play?" But you know, we've never been in the business of looking to get to a magic number, and the directors have always been. Consistent. We want to bring quality to the league, and when all of a sudden all the craziness was going on nationally, with the Big Ten and the NCHC, it became apparent that Notre Dame was going to be looking for a place to play, Um, there was an immediate interest across the board, there wasn't much dissent in whether or not we should go outside of the for the first time. You hear it from fans from time to time, why'd you do that, you know? Some people are under the illusion that there's money involved, not a lot of money involved in college hockey, they're not football or, or basketball, but, you know, you're bringing in a program that's, that pro- projects to be a perennial top five, top ten, and they were when they played in the old building, and they certainly, this isn't going to hurt them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they start recruiting out of New England with all the visits they're going to have to New England, with all the television they're going to have, both from, from our TV packages and their own NBC Friday night package. So, you know, you've got a quality academic institution, you've got a quality hockey program, Uh, You've got greater marketing opportunities with television. You're probably going to sell a few extra seats at, you know, some of our bigger buildings that always have a few seats left. When Notre Dame come to the town, those seats will probably be hard to find. I know Lowell's got them coming in, I think next with a Friday nights and a Saturday uh, 4 o'clock type of thing. And Lowell's been doing a great job in recent years, as you know, banging the building out. The people at the market, Songha Center, do an unbelievable job. And it's, a, it's a fun place to watch a game, so you bring in an opponent like this. Uh, and I think it's going to be a, a factor when you get into March and April. I think you know we've always had teams play late, and they have another team uh, that has that opportunity. Well,
0: you've expanded the league's uh, footprint, expanded the league's visibility, both with Notre Dame coming in now from the Midwest and the TV, uh, all of the the TV situation that they they bring as well. uh, I guess what's next for the league to try to conquer?
1: Well, you know, we'll we'll see what happens when UConn comes in and and what the effect of. You know, people like to talk about who that will hurt. you hear these conversations, they're going to take players away from school X because they're going to cover certain ground that hasn't been covered before. And they're also going to represent a new building because eventually they're not going to be able to play at the Civic Center all the time. And, and it brings Mike Kavanaugh back into the league, who's a North Andover guy who, who I i have always liked Mike and his passion and, um, you know, one of the things I say on these, you know, get a chance to talk like this around the league, is that we're a coaches' league. We've always been a coaches' league. This is our 30th year. We're going to try to bring back a a lot of the old coaches to uh, uh, to the Garden in March and, and every time we lose a coach we lose Toot Cahoon we lose a Jack Parker we seem to fill them with the Mark Denny with the North Bay with uh, uh, Nate Lehman and now next year Mike will be uh, returning to the league in a head coach role so um, I, I think that's going to be exciting next year as well and, and I think some of the coaches by the way if you're getting back on the schedule you know, they'll pick up two league games next year but some of them are talking about you know creating a, a partner or two partners for each program to play a third or fourth game you <laughs> just to take some of the burden off of the 14 and next year 12 non-league games you have to go
0: out and schedule So those would be non-league games?
1: No, they might be league games. There's some talk about, you know, you're pairing up each school with another school that you would play a third or fourth game. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure BC and Notre Dame would like to play an extra game, so they always have a home game in every season.
0: BCBU.
1: Main. BCBU, because of the B-Pot, they always have that chance to have that game. So you probably wouldn't pair up the Boston schools because they have that opportunity. Maybe Merrimack-Lyall, uh, Maybe UMass in Vermont, who knows? UMass in Connecticut. So we have a committee of a couple of coaches that are looking to do that.
0: Another interesting thing, the first round of the playoffs, I I thought it was almost a sure thing that we would see best of three instead we get single elimination in the first round.
1: That was the athletic directors. The coaches voted unanimously for best of three, and they were very upset, actually. Some of them were quite vocal. Um, I think the directors, one of the athletic directors said, say you've got to protect the best teams, we're talking about teams 6 through 11 this year, and they didn't feel compelled to protect the team that finished 6 and 7, and one of them said, you know, I consider this a play-in game, uh, Six, 7-10, 8-9, they're, they're having a play-in game in the quarter. You know, maybe a year from now, when, when it's a lot of eight teams, and, and, you know, before they were advised, now you get a first-place team having to play that one game. They may think and revisit it, or if teams 9, 10, and 11 win on the road, they may revisit it, or if it, if it has a negative impact on the the last team that gets a mini team I don't know. But they can change these year to year if they want. Yeah,
0: I mean there was a time at one point when uh, I think it was before you were a commissioner, but when the league was changing playoff formats, I think you went through every format known to man. But so if you don't go back to total goals, I yeah. know everybody everybody hates that. But uh, even the mini game I thought was was a strange one. But uh, I mean you know fifteen minutes to, to decide. But, you know, but not sudden death. It was strange. But uh, so you're saying in other words that so this year we know single elimination. It could change for next sure.
1: year. I mean I again yeah, there were quite a few coaches who are upset. Um, but it, it Mike Lynch from BU the outside record BU, he was really moving the, 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 We play a lot of games. You could play three games and then three games and then you get the biggest games of the year that could be double, triple all the time. Um, so he didn't buy the argument. And then slowly but surely, some of the other directors came around. And there were some who voted a best of three slowly because their coach, they wanted to support their coach. But personally, they said they had no trouble with this. So it wouldn't shock me. But the other thing, they're trying to sell tickets to a game that's, you know, I wouldn't say a loser's bracket, but the teams that are at the bottom selling craft for three nights. So you can have a lot of empty buildings. They're trying to establish an atmosphere, too. I think the hope is, hey, okay, it's one and done. We're going to get a
0: good crowd for this game. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Before you oh, we let you go, I want to ask you about the situation last night, the bc UMass game. Very interesting uh, situation. Looked like UMass had scored the tying goal. Uh, can you tell us what happened?
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, th- there's a little bit of confusion stemming from the way the rule was worded, but there is a section of the rule book that said originally
0: for championship play... I'm sorry, I should describe the play for yeah, the well, listeners. Well, first
1: of all, <laughs> as, as most people know, we can go up and look at and review a bunch of things. High stick, man on the crease, kicked in, time expired, whistleblown, but... Offsides and too many men on the ice have not been traditionally things you could review. So in the current two-year rulebook, this is the second year, there is a section that says in championship play, like at the guy, you can review offside and too many men on the ice. Well, over the summer, the NCAA decided to expand that to include televised games. Did not really define what they meant by televised game. So what happened last night is, I, I believe our officials heard twice. Uh, first, think uh, coach from Washington College requested that they look to see if it was offsides. And It's not one of the situations that a coach would request. So. They didn't have the right to go by somebody's time request. That was the first mistake. Second, the game was streamed, you know, like well, everybody's games are streamed online, sometimes in in-house situations. That's not a televised game. Now, in fairness to the referees, the, the memo that went out in July that established this idea of televised games didn't give any definition of what they about it. So in the afternoon after what happened last night, I thought it was all the discussion this afternoon. They issued a statement to clarify it means just, you know, a, a cable or over the air broadcast, full broadcast televised game. So this was not the type of play that the referees had to right like, to overturn on our side. So we're gonna actually take the rare step of the issue of statement that the acknowledges that this we've got a And a lot of big a fan of the referees, Judgment calls, but this is a this application of the rule book. And you know, the coaches will be the first to say our players are held accountable, coaches are held accountable, and we have to hold the referees accountable as well.
0: All right, Joe, thanks for explaining that. We appreciate that, and uh, we'll, so we'll look for the statement tomorrow. Uh, good to see you out here. Have a safe trip home. Are you here tomorrow as well?
1: No, I'm going to be up at UNH Northeast and uh, uh, get out of here and get out of Dodge early, and I uh, hope you guys have safe travels, and I uh, and, uh, hope Merrimack can uh, get back in this one.
0: All right, thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right, that's Joe Bertani, the commissioner of Hockey East. Again, our score after two. Notre Dame two, Merrimack nothing. John and I are back after this. You're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.